Okay, good evening, ladies and gents. We are streaming again uh, today. I was about to say this evening, but I know some of you are watching and it's morning where you are. Today, we're going to talk about the Evergrande crisis. Um, this is just wild and crazy how quickly this has escalated in the last week. Now, a lot of commentators, a lot of commentators are saying that this could become this uh, you know, global equities uh, crash throughout the world. Again, I'm going to say what I say a lot of times. I think that's a little bit alarmist, but there is some truth behind some of this, and we need to get into a lot of it today. Um, and as we're going through, I just want you to have the question in mind, um, and that's whether you have any exposure at the moment, whether that's within the stock market, your pensions, anything like that. These are the questions you've got to ask to um, the Evergrande crisis. Now, you might think instantly, no, I have no exposure. I would just make sure of that because this is very far reaching. It extends to um, equities all around the world, markets all around the world. There are hundreds of large scale companies that are invested into Evergrande. So let me just get into it because you may not know what this is or what's going on, but this is in China. This is their largest property development company or second largest, it depends how you, you measure it. And they are in everything. This group, let me just give you some of the, the stats here. They're in real estate, sports, automotive, tourism, entertainment, health, media, finance, food, and music. And I'm going to give you my sort of analysis on what I think is going to happen because I've been watching this this week as it's been progressing. Um, as always, I don't comment on it straight away because I just want to see what people are saying. I want to have time to do some critical thinking and really just think about it and, and then make an assessment. So I'm going to give you my assessment and what I think is going to happen as we come towards the end of this video. Will they collapse? Will they not? Are they going to pull down all the markets will uh, with them or not? I'll get into that. So... Let me just give you a little bit of background then. So Evergrande, it was founded in 1996. So we're talking 25 years now to become this huge con uh, conglomerate. How did they do that? That is the question. Well, it's very similar to how banks grow so quickly, you know, in, in terms of depositors and creditors and things like that. So what they have been able to do is they've been able to put up collateral bonds, etc., and that they were always borrowing more money than they had in assets. So typically, they've been borrowing about 50% more than they had in assets. So they were putting up collateral to buy borrow this amount of money. Now, this is all fine in normal markets. I mean, this is, the, this is what I don't like about our global economic system. I really don't like this fact that companies and banks as well, uh, fractional reserve banking, they can just depend on, you know, for banks, what they have with the Fed account, for example. But a lot of these companies, they can just go out and they can just borrow, borrow, borrow against collateral way more than they have. And it's a bit like what's happening right now is a, is, is a little like a run on the bank. So if you understand how that works, if we go right back hundreds of years as to how this all started, if you had, let's say you were a banker or a custodian and you were looking after someone's gold, well, you know that if you've got 10 pieces of gold in your safe, not all 10 people are going to come and collect those 10 pieces of gold on the same day. So because of that, you know you can loan out seven of those pieces and then get interest on it. 
So this is the same sort of concept. Now it works well, except in times like this. So this week, Evergrande have had just masses of investors and protesters and all sorts at their corporate offices, just going at it, trying to get their investments back. So trying to, this is a bit like what happened with Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns and all this sort of thing. This is what people are comparing it to at the moment, a Lehman Brothers style collapse. I'll give you my opinion on that shortly. So this is really what's happened then. So, you, so this is what's happened with, with the company. They had too much uh, debt compared to their assets. So this is this works in the normal market, but now people are trying to get their, their money back, their investments. So what's happened this week, if you think they had a, a share price of $4, so that was their, their high, it was $4. Well, earlier today when I was just looking over at everything, it lost 90% from that all-time high, 40 cents on the dollar. Now, at the time of streaming right now, just checked five minutes ago, the price, share price had fallen another 10% today. So it's now at 36 cents. So this is why I always warn you about certain companies. And I say, look what happened during, say, the Great Depression. Look what happened in 08. Look what happened in the dot-com uh, crisis popping. Some of these companies can lose 80, 90% of their value just like that, really quick, especially when there's um, corruption. I'm not saying there's corruption here, but sometimes with these large companies, there's a lot of corruption, things like that. Again, not saying that is what's going on here. I think this is simply them trying to expand too quickly. So let's see what else. So they have 1,300 projects going on right now in 280 cities across China. Uh, last week reported they had 1.4 million properties that they've committed to completing. Here's why that's crucial. They've already received deposits to complete these projects. Let me tell you straight away, these are the people that are going to lose their money. If someone's going to lose money, and we'll get onto the, the numbers in a minute, it's going to be these people, the ones that have put their deposits down, because what is a deposit? Okay, we've covered all this in, in the, the banking stuff. Where is your money? Is your savings at a bank secure? No, it's not because it's classed as a deposit. It is not your money. The bank gives you interest. It, it's classed as a loan, etc., etc. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go and check out that video. Make sure your, your funds are secure. Next thing, September 23rd. So a week today is when the coupon is due for the dollar bond. Let me tell you something with 100% certainty. There ain't no way they are paying that bond next week. No possible way. It's not going to happen, which means there's going to be a default. Next point there. What happens when there's a default? So here's what they've said to investors this week. They've offered payment in cash installments. Okay, sounds good, but it's not really. Property or payables on residential property. So let me just give you a, a, a bit of advice here around it. If you're ever in this situation before, and I've been in this situation as a developer, where I put money into a development in the Caribbean, and it was a similar situation, the company went under, I learned the hard way, because I got bad advice, because I, I was probably 23 at the time, something like that, very green and inexperienced. I got bad advice from someone who said, hold out, they'll pay you the money in installments. No, within six months, they had collapsed. So here's what I would advise people if you're ever in this situation. Don't take the cash installments. Instead, take the actual property. 
So if they've got properties, one point, however many you know million properties, I would take the property, take the cash value that you're owed on the property. Even though I think the properties are going to come down in value, I would still do that than take 10 cents on the dollar. So just a tip for if you ever in this situation, which some of you might be in the future. Let's see what else they said. So that they Evergrande have proposed that investors choose to get 10% of the principal and interest of the matured product and the rest via 10% installments quarterly. Well, 10% quarterly, that's going to take you years to get that back. I don't think they're going to, that they, well, I'm not sure if they're going to last that long or they're offering you to offset a new home purchase. So this is what they're, they're saying. So what's my take on this then? I think it's 50-50 that they're going to collapse. And this is really concerning. Why? Because of how many other companies and investment firms are invested into Evergrande. Government bailout from China is being called for. Again, I don't think the government are going to bail them out. The Chinese government is not the American or the UK government. I don't think it's going to happen. And I don't think it's needed either, nor deserved, because who's going to pay it? It will be the people. That's who's going to end up paying again for the bailout. We saw this in the OA. The thing I think the company should do is actually sell off their assets and restructure. Now, there's a, there's a problem here. Um, restructure and then delay payments, but pay what is due. Now, here's the problem. If you've got, which they have, 200 billion in assets, but they've got 300 billion in debt. So let's use an example. Let's say I have 200 billion, $200, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, in my hand? $200, let's say I had $200 in my hand, but I owed you $300. Well, if I give you my $200, I still owe $100. And this is the reason why I think a third of the people are not actually going to get their funds. This is why I would take what I could. Now, look, this is a bad investment, no matter which way you look at it. I would just take what I could on it. And I know a lot of you won't be investing to the company, but I'm giving you this example to prepare you for what might come later on. It's very um, real risk. If it's not this crisis, it will be another crisis. It's only a matter of time until we see these major breakdowns and collapses in the financial markets. So listen to what I'm saying today, take notes, whatever you want to do, ready for the future. So don't ever accept the proposal that they give you because that is the best for them. It's not best for you. You always need to fight for the most thing. So again, in this situation, I would take property, even though you're going to get, well, you're going to get one for one, but even though I think the property will come down in value. Why? Well, if they're going to be selling off their assets to actually pay off um, creditors here, what's going to happen? They're going to have to sell off these houses. Yes, they're going to do their Hong Kong headquarters, etc. They're going to have to sell off these houses. What's going to happen when you try and sell millions of houses all at the same time? Remember this lecture, supply and demand. Why is the housing market booming in the West and many European nations right now? It is because there is so many people wanting to buy, not enough houses. Well, if you flip this on, on its head, which will happen in the future in, in the West and Europe, this will flip. So what will happen is you'll have this many buyers and this many houses. Property prices will crash down. I think, especially with, with China, it's not a market I track heavily. 
But I do know their property market hasn't been doing as well as it has been um, in the past. September has been very, very slow. So this is what I think is probably going to happen. I think they're going to try and flood the market to sell their, their, their housing stock with assets. And they're going to cause a decline in the housing market. Now, if they try and flood it too quickly all at once, you could see a crash in the Chinese housing market. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Now, will the Chinese government let this become a Lehman Brothers? No, I don't think it will. But it doesn't mean they need to bail them out. They will take other measures. You see, the Chinese government is, like I said, very different. They will just step in, just like uh, Russian, if you've ever seen Putin. Hey, you, sign this document right now. What? You're not going to sign it. I'm telling you, you need to sign it. Sign it right now. Chinese government and Russian government are very similar in that regards. Okay, it's not like in the West where, you, oh, we need you to do this. Well, I'm not going to do it. Okay, well, we'll take you to court for five years. It's not the same country or the same government. So I don't think we're going to see a massive collapse, although it is possible. But I don't see the government bailing them out anyway. So what else? What else? Okay, exposure then in terms of Western companies. Big one here, BlackRock. We talk about BlackRock a lot on this channel. BlackRock has exposure to Evergrande. So does Ashmore, another big one, and Alliance. These three, and these are just three we know of. I, I'm, I bet there's a lot more in the West that has exposure. Now, there are hundreds of financial firms that we know have exposure. So this could be a very bad situation. Next step. You remember I talked about how before the last 08 crisis, as much as 70% of the GDP was property related. So that doesn't mean just building developments. It, it could mean um, a sofa. It could mean buying a bed. It could be someone putting a new roof on a house. You know, it was about 60 to 70% of all the GDP was in the property market. This is why I keep saying people don't get it that when the next crisis comes in, the next housing crash, is going to affect everything. It's going to absolutely decimate the GDP at a time when the GDP is already heavily manipulated. We know that because of all the stimulus which gets added to the GDP. We won't go there. So in China, it's estimated that 28% of the GDP comes from the property sector. Now, if this does cause a collapse, you're going to see a huge issue with Chinese GDP. It's not going to be growing anywhere near, and then it's going to have a knock-on effect to other areas. Um, okay, we talked about the 1.5 million people that have put deposits down. Uh, this could cause a liquidity crisis. Yeah, one other thing I was going to mention. We've seen something like this before, so I don't know if you remember the Carillion uh, crisis that occurred in the UK. And they were a big property developer. They, they did a lot of things. They did services for the government, things like that. When they collapsed, they actually owed 30,000 businesses who were subcontractors for them money. And this had a knock-on effect and bankrupted a number of subcontractors, smaller companies in the UK. So you can't ever just think of something like this, this company, as just, okay, if it collapses, it collapses. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal because it affects everything else. 
Now, of course, you've seen all these people in the news, and I'm sure some of them just go on the news and say outrageous things to, to raise their profile. So, you know, for example, people saying, this is going to collapse, the whole Chinese economy is going to collapse, all the hedge funds in America, they're going to collapse, the FTSE, the, the S&P, the Dow, everything's going to collapse 90%. I honestly just don't think that's going to happen. It's not that, I just, it's possible, but it's very, very unlikely that that is going to happen. The exposure just isn't that great. Now, it could cause a confidence crisis, sure. You could have this massive confidence crisis that hits all the markets at a time when we're already very shaky. I'll be talking in a future video about this, but we think now that tapering is going to begin. So I've altered my forecast a little bit. I said December, January, and it would run through to next year, the tapering from the Federal Reserve, where they sell down or stop buying assets, government bonds. Now, I think they'd have to do it anyway, because they'll run out of government bonds to buy. You're going to affect the treasuries. You're going to affect a lot of things. It would cause a crisis no matter what. But now we believe they're probably going to taper in November and end in September of 2022, something like that. It's going to be very interesting because what have we got? We've got markets, housing, stock, everything, all the equities. They're not driven by productivity, which everyone seems to think they are. No, they're driven by liquidity. All of this is from all this stimulus and new currency creation driving up prices. So again, this isn't a certainty, but let's just apply some logic and common sense here. You pull all the liquidity away and you begin late this year, let's say. It might not happen because of the unemployment numbers, there was a huge half a million miss, but let's just say it, it happens. You pull all the liquidity away. What do you think that's going to do to the equities and all the markets? It's going to stop growth. So they're probably going to plateau, but more than likely, you're going to go into another recession, double dip recession next year, I think is possible. And then that's going to have a knock-on effect. And what if they try and raise interest rates, 25 basis points, quarter of a percent, you know, you're going to have a big crisis. So be very careful. If you are heavily exposed today to any of this stuff I'm talking about, have a conversation with your broker, have a conversation with whoever's managing your pension, and just look at, find out what is your exposure right now. Really get it, go granular on this, get nitty gritty. Um, I'm, I'm happy to help. I do one-on-one -on -one sessions. I'm not a financial advisor. If you need me to look at your portfolio, etc., I'm happy to do that, but um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get you in quickly. I would recommend, first of all, speaking to your advisor, um, your broker, whoever it is, that will be your quickest option, although they're probably going to be inundated this week, next week. So really just pay attention to this area. I think maybe nothing will come of it. Maybe it will just affect China and, and their industries, but you just never know. And as always, what do I say? It's better to be safe than sorry. I think I've covered pretty much everything then. Yeah, yeah, that's really all I want to cover today. I hope this helped. I will have another video actually uh, about China coming out on Sunday. I've been working on it this week. This is very interesting. I don't think most of you will have heard of, of what's happening or what's about to happen in China uh, in terms of the wealth um, divide and what they're going to be doing. So that's something that I, I, I still need to spend five or ten hours on the on the script but that will be coming out um on sunday on sunday now why is there no neil's news today some of you might be wondering well not 
I don't really feel the news has been very successful. People don't tend to be watching the news that I've been putting out. So I'm probably going to go back to just doing my one or two videos a week. Maybe I'll stream when something important like this comes about and I'll go on with this format. We'll see. But look, as I always say, you guys control the channel and the content. You need to let me know how you want the content to go. Make sure you're in the private community. If you're not, you might live to regret that because if anything is happening this week with equities and the markets and stuff, I'm going to be posting nonstop. I'm just going to be blasting the community this week. Anytime I see any risks, any exposures, uh, you guys, you're going to get it first. Please join. The link is below. Same if you need a one-on-one -on -one session with me for anything, even if it's an emergency. Um, we'll see what we can do. But until next time or until I see you on Sunday, take care. God bless. Um, I hope you're well.